Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Hashtag Clocked In with me, your host, Jordan Edwards. I'm thrilled to have you tune in as we dive into the dynamic world of productivity, success, and stories of incredible individuals who've mastered the art of getting things done. Whether you're commuting, hitting the gym, or just relaxing at home, this podcast is the go-to source for inspiration and actionable tips to level up your productivity game. I'm on a mission to unravel the secrets of those who seem to effortlessly manage their time and achieve their goals. So if you're ready to clock in and unlock your full potential, you're in the right place. We've got a lineup of amazing guests, industry experts, and thought leaders who will share their insights and strategies to help us crush your to-do list and make the most out of every moment. Get ready to get inspired, motivated, and equipped with the tools you need to supercharge your productivity. This is Hashtag Clocked In with Jordan Edwards. Let's dive in. What's up? It's Clocked In with Jordan Edwards here. Hey, what's going on all? I have a special guest here. We have Dr. Bill Dorfman, has been practicing for over 30 years in Beverly Hills area and has a career unparalleled to any other dentist in history. He has transformed the smiles of celebrities such as Katy Perry, Usher, Fergie, Michael Strahan, Mark Wahlberg, and Eva Longoria, and many more. Dr. Bill was the only dentist featured on ABC's hit show, Extreme Makeover, and is currently a recurring guest co-host on CBS Emmy Award daytime talk show, The Doctors. He's referred to as the Michael Jordan of dentistry. He's also appeared on numerous TV shows, including Larry King Live, Oprah, Access, Hollywood, Entertainment Tonight. As the founder of Discuss Dental, it's one of the world's lending One of the world's leading dental companies, he's helped lead the company from its inception to more than $1.3 billion in sales, primarily with award-winning tooth-widening products such as Zoom and Bright Smile. Dr. Bill has received 20 Lifetime Achievement Awards, two Guinness Book World Records, is a New York Times bestselling author, and recently was the first dentist ever knighted by the Royal Order of Constantine. As a passionate philanthropist, Together with country singer Garth Brooks and the Crown Council of Dentists, he has raised more than $44 million for children's charities. Dr. Bill is also the founder founder of the nonprofit LEAP Foundation. LEAP is a week-long motivational leadership program taught at UCLA every summer to more than 400 students between the ages of 15 and 25. More than just a dentist, Dr. Bill Dorfman is an author, entrepreneur, philanthropist, TV personality, health and fitness enthusiast, proud father of three daughters, and much more. Dr. Bill, welcome to the show. Thank you. That well, I think the show's done. We used up all the time on my intro. <laughs> that is one of the most powerful intros that I've had the honor of reading. I'm, I'm grateful to have you on the Clocked In podcast today. Dr. Bill, where does it start? Where does this journey for you start? I mean, there's not just a journey. Pick one. <laughs> like, Yeah, so my thought on it is a normal dentist that you go to, they graduate from dental school, they, they start their own practice or they go under someone else. 
for you, what allowed you to excel in so many different areas? Like, and what, what, what forced you to go into so many different areas? You know, it's funny because my generation is much different than your generation. You know, my generation, typically, you're right, you know, you go to dental school, you're a dentist, you drill teeth, you know, you go to law school, you're a lawyer, you know, I mean, so it's not really common for most people of my generation to branch out and do so many different things. I literally use dentistry as a springboard for a multitude of different careers. And I think that the, the real basis for that was just always being open to possibilities in life and kind of, you know, I teach a, a motivational leadership program for high school and college students called LEAP. And uh, we, we put this on, this would have been our 13th year at UCLA. Our 14th one will be July 18th to the 24th. We get about 500 kids that come to the program and we teach kids the skills that they need to be successful in life. And the part that's really endearing to me is the amount of community support that I got. I mean, listen to the lineup of speakers, Mark Wahlberg, Anthony Hopkins, Eva Longoria, um, Usher, uh, Jason Alexander, uh, Michael Strahan, Apollo Ono, Kathy Bates, Paula Abdul. I mean, on and on and on. These people all come and speak for free because like me, they believe that our future is in our kids, you know? But if there's two things that I really want kids that go to LEAP to walk away from, it's these. Number one, don't wait for opportunities in life. Make them. You know, if I meet another millennial or Gen Z who tells me they're waiting for the universe to show them something, I like, look outside. The universe is pretty dang busy right now and doesn't care about you. So stop waiting for opportunities and make them, number one. Number two, when you do get an opportunity in life, don't just take it. Master it. And there's a big difference there. Well, here's the thing. I'm a dentist, right? Yeah. When ABC put me on Extreme Makeover, this was like the birth of reality TV. You know, nobody knew what was going to happen. Dentistry, awesome. TV, not so awesome. Yeah. I I literally stunk. I mean, they should have fired me. If you (laughs) watched the first few episodes of ABC's Extreme Makeover, I was so pathetically bad it's a miracle that they didn't fire me but i was smart enough to know i stunk so instead of just sitting there like a loser i did something about it i took acting classes hosting classes teleprompting classes i i hired a media trainer to literally come in and sit with me and teach me how to interview you know, how to sit up, how to look at the camera, what what to do with my hands, what to do with my clothes. I mean, she literally drilled me down and then she videoed it so I could see how bad I was and then, you know, learn what I needed to do to be effective. Why? It's pretty easy. Our company, Discus Dental, 
started off our first year, we did well, 2 million in sales. Next year, 4 million, 8 million, 16 million, boom, boom, boom. And we plateaued at about 76 million. And we just couldn't break that barrier. There were lots of competing products at Crest and, White Strips and, when and all you were, sort of thing. Sorry to interrupt, but when you were doing that, what made you go from dentist to creating this discus? What, what, what opted you to do that? Let me finish the extreme makeover part and then okay. I'll backtrack and do that. Okay, perfect. So, you know, here we are plateaued at like 76 million. We just couldn't break that. And, uh, you know, I get on ABC's extreme makeover and that first year we did almost $101 million in sales. <laughs> the next year, 134. And the following year we did nearly two hundred million dollars in sales so you know did it pay off a little <laughs> you know absolutely what what inspired me to start discus you know do you know who sean Aston is no he's the actor from lord of the rings okay um he was also rudy remember Mo oh rudy? yeah yeah absolutely okay so sean and i grew up together we're really good friends and he gave me a birthday card. I saved it because it was so awesome. It says, Dr. Bill, not only do you have strange ideas, but you carry them out. <laughs> and I think that's really what differentiates me from so many other people. It's like, I remember going to my 40-year high school reunion. And it was really kind of sad. I mean, there are all these people that really never did anything spectacular with their life. They had ideas, but they just didn't do anything, you know? And I guess my whole thing is like, if I have an idea and I believe in it, I'm going to do it, you know, and I'm not going to quit. I tell my kids at least I never fail. I mean, I know it sounds arrogant, but think about this. If you do something and it doesn't come out the way you want it to, that's not failure. That's practice. I then you do it again and again and again and again and again if you have to. You only fail when you quit. I won't quit. If I believe in something and I want to make it happen, I will figure out a way to make it happen. So in essence, I won't fail. Now, I may not be successful 100% <laughs> of the time. That's okay. You know? That's and amazing. The other thing you have to remember, we've all heard the saying, help me out here, practice makes perfect. Wrong. Practice makes permanent. What so when you practice, yeah. do it the right way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I get what you're saying. If you're training correct, if you're training wrong, it's going to be wrong. If you train right. correctly, you'll be correct. Right. Practice makes permanent. If yeah. you keep doing something this way and that's wrong, you're perfecting the wrong thing. When you have to do it this way, it's right. <laughs> right? Yeah. So practice makes permanent. It doesn't make perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So my two big things there are that you never fail is one of the great things that everyone should take away from this. 
it's me starting this podcast. It's me starting a business. It's you going on any adventure that you go on or any listener going on any adventure they go on. As long as you continue going, you will improve. And with No, that, not true. What do you think? Not Why do you true. Say that? As long as you continue, there's no guarantee that you're going to improve. The reason you're going to improve is because of guidance and making corrections and doing it the right way. You know, you and I both know people that will never be successful. And let's not lie. They just never will. Why? Because they keep doing the same wrong thing. Yeah. You're only going to succeed when you realize you're doing the wrong thing and then change it to do the right thing. That's why mentors are such an important part of life. And it's a big part of LEAP is we try and help young students find great mentors that can help lead them to success and get to that point much faster than just making mistake after mistake after mistake after mistake. You know, my whole thing is copy genius. If there's a dentist that has a really successful dentist, listen, when I started my practice in Beverly Hills, do you think they needed another cosmetic dentist? No way. Are you kidding? People yeah. looked at me like, are you, what? Beverly? So you know what I did? I went and I found the five most successful cosmetic dentists in Beverly Hills. And I went in and I shadowed them. And I sat there like a sponge. And I didn't just watch them drill teeth. I knew how to drill teeth. What I did is I went in there and I watched how they would bring a patient in, the intake forms, how they greeted the patient, how they talked to the patient, how they brought the patient into the treatment room, how they seated the patient, how they explained the treatment, how they explained the payment options, then how they did the dentistry. After that, how they excused the patient, how they brought them to the front desk, how they collected money from them, how they set up the, the whole ball of wax. And what I did is I stayed for one week in each of these five practices, and I took the best of the best of each of these practices. And within a year, my practice was busier and better run than all of these guys because I had the privilege of learning from them, taking great continuing education classes and learning where my blind spots were and really working on that to perfect it and make it as good as I could. I, the modeling there is brilliant. And the reason I say that is because so many people are concerned about, hey, is this person, they're too good for me, or I can't speak to them, or I can't do, if you just go student mode, which is what I do when you start talking, and this is what I do with everyone who I'm interviewing with, because you can learn from everyone, but I love that immersion that you were doing. The, the immersion, it takes you to the next level. You have to go backwards to go forwards, yeah. Totally. You didn't, you didn't step into any of the mistakes. So- when you were doing this practice, how did you get into the celebrity teeth front? How did you get into that niche? I mean, you know, first of all, I'm in Century City. So yeah. all the big talent agencies are there. Um, and I was young. You know, I was 26. And, I, you know, I was dating um, a woman who worked at, at William Morris. So she introduced me to everybody in her circle. And I've stayed friends with all these people. And sorry, 
uh, I've stayed friends with all these people. And as they grew and grew, they're now all running these big agencies from CAA to William Morris to, I mean, all of them. And so that was one thing. Uh, believe it or not, <laughs> being on TV attracted a lot of celebrities that just came into my office. They saw me on TV, you know, and I think just like, you know, regular patients, people, you know, celebrities are friends with celebrities. And when people come into my office, my goal is I don't want to meet your expectations. I want to exceed them. If you exceed and focus on exceeding people's expectations, that's what blows them away. That's what gets them to send their friends and family and everything else. So what, what are some ways you do that? Cause a dentist, I feel like most dentist services are pretty similar. Is it in the distinction okay, that you found? I'll give you, I'll give you a few every day at the end of the day, when I get in my car to drive home, I get a text message from my office manager, Sinette, who's a genius. She's brilliant. And in that text message are all the patients I saw and their phone numbers. So as I'm driving, I just click on each one and I call you up. I say, hey, Mark, how are you feeling? How do your teeth feel? Da, da, da. Great, blah, blah, blah. Boom. Next. I call every single one of my patients that I worked on at home that night. I love that. It's okay, touch. I'll tell yeah. you a funny one. So a few years ago, Joe comes in. Joe is 88 years old and has three teeth, right? Unfortunately, one of the three was a goner. <laughs> I just had to pick it out. So Joe comes in, super easy extraction, take the tooth out. That night I call him up. I'm like, I'm like, is Joe there? He's like, yeah, Joe, who's this? He says, hey, Joe, it's Dr. Bill. He goes, Dr. Bill, why are you calling? I said, well, you know, Joe, I took your tooth out today and, you know, I just wanted to know how you were doing. He's like, you kidding? I'm like, no. He goes, Doc, last month they took out my kidney and nobody called me. It's the distinction. And that's why people enjoy that service more and they'll come back and they'll refer. I'll give you another one. Look on Google. I have nearly 2,000 five-star Google reviews. I mean only dentist on the whole Western hemisphere of this country that has that many Google five-star Google reviews. Yeah. Why? Because every time a patient comes to the front net, my genius office manager will say, Hey, how was your visit today? And if they say anything positive at all, which hopefully they always do, she says, you know, we're building our social media. Would you mind doing a quick Google review for us? Oh, sure. Right there. Boom. Yeah, they're in the moment. They have the emotion and you get them and you capture it because it's the honest feedback and it's right there. They're sitting there to pay totally. the bill or whatever it and is. Because they have location, the location of the patient at that time is in my office. They're all real. Yeah. They don't get filtered out. And, and, and I'll tell you something else. And this is another leap thing. The most powerful Three-letter word in the English language, A-S-K. Ask. Ask. Just ask. Could you please write us a review? Absolutely. Nobody says no. I, the only people who say no are people who don't know how to do it. And when they say, 
oh, I would love to. I don't know how to do it. You know what Sunette says? If you don't mind, hand me your phone and I'll just set it up for you. She goes ahead. She, uh, she gets it all set up. She says, push the little five-star thing and then just write a few sentences. Boom. Yeah, because you realize the importance of what you need to do. Right. The importance and of what that Google review will provide. Yeah. There's a really great side benefit to that too. What is it? You get to the top of every search engine. Oh, so you don't even have to pay for Google or any of that because you get all the, so it's free marketing. <laughs> and that's why when you look up America's dentist, you come up. I love it. So how has, and we talked about this a little bit, but how has television changed your practice and your business? I mean, think about it. When I started doing cosmetic dentistry, if you really had a horrible smile and this was a life-changing moment for you, you would come in, we would, you know, change your smile. And it was a really strong moment between me and you and maybe my assistant, you know, sitting there. Or maybe if you brought in a family member, right? Now... We do that same thing, only millions and millions of people watch it. Imagine what that does. It takes away their fear. It gives them hope. It gives them a solution to a problem. I mean, I could go on and on and on and on and on. When I started doing Extreme Makeover, I was seeing 200 new patients a month. Wow. That's how busy we were. And how do you, you, you the average dentist probably sees about maybe 20. Really? And how did you get the opportunity to go on extreme, extreme makeover? Did you go after them or did they come after you? It was very, very interesting. You know, First of all, at the time I was married to a woman who was an actress and she had a demo reel as all actors do, right? And as I started doing like these little TV ops, I thought, eh, you know, I should just make a demo reel. You know, I did a commercial here. I did a commercial for 1-800-DENTIST. I, I was on the Rosie O'Donnell show, like little things yeah. here and there, right? Uh, and, and that all happened because I, I had a great publicist, you know, right from day one, I started practicing. I had a publicist. I always believed in publicity before there was social media and all this. This was the precursor to all that. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I had this demo reel. Um, there was a woman named Jennifer Fenton. who was a patient of mine. She was a game show hostess and she went to lunch with Howard Schultz not Starbucks, Howard Schultz, uh, Howard Schultz from Lighthearted Entertainment. Howard Schultz is the man who created Extreme Makeover. Oh, and wow. he had used Jennifer on another uh, TV uh, game show. And he told her about the idea for Extreme Makeover. And she said, oh, you have to meet my dentist and my good friend, plastic surgeon, Dr. Garth Fisher. Yeah. So he met Garth first, fell in love with Garth, you know, put Garth on the show and Garth and I happened to be close friends 
Um, he's my patient. I'm his patient. So he, uh, he recommended me. She recommended me. So Howard Schultz um, submitted me to ABC. They called me up and wanted me to do a screen test. Now, had I known then what I know now, I would have just like gone to ABC studios and done a screen test. But I'm like, I don't need to do a screen test. Here's my reel. <laughs> so I, I, I had my publicist send over my reel. And apparently I was the only dentist that had a reel. <laughs> so they hired me off the reel. We showed up at the uh, Sheraton Hotel in um, Universal Studios. And we filmed the very first episode of Extreme Makeover. And that was a pilot. And uh, the ratings were like off the chart great. And ABC got excited and we got commissioned to do 22 more episodes. I love it. It's always an incredible story hearing how things happened and where it came about and who connected with who. It's always interesting. So, Dr. Bill, so then moving on past the, the television, where – so when you started Zoom, how did you – what made you get into all these different products? And did you just realize that it was something that was needed? Well, so the story with that is this. Back in 1987, tooth whitening hit the market, Right. Okay. You weren't even born. No, <laughs> I was born in 95. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Uh, I don't hate you that much. Um, so anyhow, so tooth whitening hits the market. And the initial product was really not great. Not, it, I mean, <laughs> you basically, and this is crazy because with inflation and it, at the time, people were paying $800 for a take-home tooth whitening kit. Now, if you figure out what the equivalent is today, that's almost like $3,000. And we were giving them a baggie with little unmarked syringes in it and directions that were run off on this. You don't even know what a mimeograph is, but it was like before Xerox the cheapest, the whole thing was just cheap and unprofessional. Yeah. And I kept thinking like, why isn't this better? And ironically, one day I get a call from the company telling me that I sold more tooth whitening than any dentist in the world. <laughs> well, it makes sense. I'm in Hollywood and Beverly Hills and blah, blah, blah. And I said, while I have you on the phone, I said, do you have an advisory board or something? Like, I don't even want to get paid. I just want to help you guys make this product better because I have a lot of ideas that I think could really, you know, up the profile and this and that. And they're like, you're 27, go away. Oh, like, brilliant, brilliant. That's how all great so, businesses start. There's been this common theme in my life. And the common theme is that Every time I truly commit to doing something philanthropic, I make money. Yeah. So I went to this charity auction, and it's a weird 
story. And but I was actually I was at the gym, and a woman I didn't even know came up to me and said, "Would you like to raise money for children's cancer research?" Yeah. And I was just starting. I wasn't wealthy, but children's cancer? How can you say no to that? Right? Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm like, sure. She goes, you are a dentist. I said, yes, yes. She goes, and you're single, correct? I'm like, yeah, but she goes, well, we're doing a bachelor auction at the MGM and we need 10 men to auction off to a thousand women. I'm like, all right. (laughs) The auction was humiliating and embarrassing, and I can't even say anything good about it. But the guy in line behind me was a man named Robert Heyman. And Robert and I, it literally, it was like bromance at first sight. Absolutely. We met, we became, we're still best friends in life. We've raised our kids together. We've, you know, we've, we've gone through marriages. And um, I mean, we, we, we built an amazing company and Robert was the son of Fred Heyman. Fred Heyman, you don't know, but Fred Heyman created Beverly Hills. Fred Heyman um, developed a line of cosmetics called Giorgio. It's perfume. And, I mean, he literally made Rodeo Drive in Beverly Hills. That was all Fred Heyman. So Robert grew up in this industry. He was an MBA. He knew marketing. He knew manufacturing and all this. And together, Robert and I formed Discus Dental. I had the background in dentistry and a little bit of marketing, and we formed this company. And our goal was to make the best product. And, you know, typically we were so good at creating dental products that we didn't just create a product. We created what we call in the industry, a category killer. When we put a product on the market, it was so good and so powerful that all the other products disappeared. And that's what I invented Zoom, you know? I mean, that was our product. I wish it was the video conferencing, not Zoom tooth whitening, but still they copied our name for video conferencing, you know? Yeah. So, you know, that was the goal. And so we made tooth whitening a cosmetic, not, you know, baggies with, gross stuff in it we you know we did a lot of things like we flavored the gel the first gel would almost make you gag it was so bad we were the first company to put flavoring in it we were the first company to package it like a cosmetic we were the first dental company ever to actually hire professional models to make it look like a cosmetic prior to that when you bought dental products they would put like their wife on the package or the, or, the, or the owner's girlfriend or kid or, I mean, not models. Like nobody did that. We yeah. were real trendsetters in dentistry. So when you're doing all this, it's incredible because you went from being, okay, I want to have the best practice in Beverly Hills to now I'm supplying all these dentists around the world with their products which is, that's a game changer that elevates who you can, how many people you can impact what you can do. So at this time, were you practicing dentistry or were you more yeah. in the business? So that was one of the other advantages. I'm what you call a wet fingers dentist. There are dentists that start companies and they kind of just stop. 
I didn't. I So I'm getting daily feedback from patients on what works and what doesn't work. So, And I'm still a wet fingers dentist. I still do dentistry. So Robert and I ran the company together, you know, and I had the ability to test our products right away and get feedback from patients. Do you like this flavor or that flavor? You know, do you like this consistency or that consistency? Do you like this packaging or that packaging? Yeah, so you have the market research right there instantly. Yeah, and you don't I, had, have to... I had an internal focus group. <laughs> That's incredible. I and like the it. reason we were able to beat up big companies like, you know, Procter & Gamble and all these other companies is because we were so nimble, you know? Yeah. It takes them months to make a change. If we saw something that wasn't working, we could change it overnight. Yeah, that's a huge advantage. And a lot of the big companies are seeing that now. They're struggling and the small companies are getting versatile. They're hopping online. Big companies, right. it takes a long time. So you've done a lot. You've experienced a lot. You've seen a lot. What is the thing that you are most also, he's got a best-selling book too. I didn't. We haven't even discussed that. What is the thing that you're most proud of? There, the leap. I love it. Yeah, the contribution sure. aspect to giving back. I mean, we probably over the years, I've probably mentored over ten thousand students through programs like this. Yeah, and you know, I, look, I didn't grow up wealthy. I, I, I mean, we grew up in a very, very, very humble home. But as soon as Discus Dental started making money, we gave back and gave back and gave back together with Garth Brooks, the country singer, and the Crown Council of Dentists. We've raised over $44 million for children's charities through different initiatives that we've set up. And you know, for me, I strongly feel that the best part of making money is using it to help others have a better life too, so. Yeah, I, and I love that. I've been hearing a lot about the contribution where you give a percentage or big donation or whatever it is, but it, it really makes an impact. and. It, it makes what your product is, is that you're actually helping more than just that. So now you buy Zoom, they're like, okay, I help children's cancer as well. It's a win-win-win for everyone. All right. So what keeps you driving? Like what keeps you going every single day, wanting more and just experiencing? I mean, I, I just, I love what I do, you know? Um, I just got a text message that, um, as I'm talking to you, I just sold my house in Deer Valley. Oh, so really? That, yeah, so congratulations. I bought a new one, but the one that I had, I closed on just, just a second. That oh, came congratulations. Up. Congratulations. <laughs> we captured the moment. <laughs> yeah. Where are you located, by the way? I've been traveling around. So I'm originally in New Jersey. Then I grew up in Ridgewood, New Jersey, went to Tampa, Florida for school, stayed there for work. And then uh, when coronavirus said everything I did, everything I do went virtual. So now I've been traveling the country with my girlfriend and we're oh, currently cool. in Nashville, Florida, uh, Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah. Oh, nice, nice, nice. 
Um, what were we talking about before that? Uh, what would uh, be what's the, what keeps you motivated? And then you go, oh, oh, I love what I'm you know, doing. You know, here's here's yeah. the thing. So, leap. Kids that come to leap within the first hour when I open the program, I do this thing and I do it every year because it's yeah. so effective. And what I do is I say, listen, whether you think you did this or not. When you woke up this morning, you put a number on your forehead. One's the lowest, 10's the highest. I say, be honest, raise your hand if you did not put a 10 on your forehead this morning. I look out in the audience, I see all these yeah. kids raise their hand. And then I ask them a question. Who picked the number? You. Did you have to take a test? No. Yeah. Did you have to do anything? No. So why wouldn't you just pick a 10? Yeah. I said, wipe that off. And whatever number you put on there, I said, put a 10 on. And from now on, I want you to walk like a 10, talk like a 10, act like a 10. But most importantly, surround yourself with other kids that are 10s. Why? Because if you're trying to be a 10 and all your friends are twos, it's not going to work out too well, is it? Yeah. So ironically we started this thing called the 10 culture right oh, this really? is a pop socket that i put yeah. on my phone and at leap you gotta be a 10 i love it we sold discus dental on 10 10 10 at 10 a.m october 10th 2010 at 10 a.m I know friends say, well, why don't you wait till 10, 10? Trust me, it was hard enough. I got the merger documents at nine and I'm like, okay, I'm going to wait till 10. I couldn't wait a minute more. Yeah. I never in my life thought that I could push a button on my keyboard and it would change my life forever. And it did. Yeah. I mean, I always knew I'd have a good life. I'd live a comfortable life as a yeah. dentist. I never imagined building a company that would go from zero to $1.3 billion in my yeah. life. And, and I'll tell you something, you know, a lot of kids today say, Oh, you know, money's not important. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to lie. They're crazy. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Now, does money buy happiness? Absolutely not. Yeah. Money doesn't buy you happiness. But I will tell you this. It's really hard to be happy when you are broke-ass poor. I don't yeah. care who you are. And yeah. don't lie to me and say it is. It's not. You know. And my goal was not to be like the richest guy in Babylon. That, that wasn't you know, yeah. my plan. I just wanted to have enough money to support my kids my parents, my family, and, you know, and have a comfortable life. And being able to build that company and sell that company afforded me a, a, a sense of stability and comfort that I am so grateful for. I, literally, I wake up every morning the happiest person I know. I really yeah. do. Yeah, I, I appreciate you opening up about that and telling us about that because it definitely it adds another perspective and adds another layer of the importance of 
I mean, it's cool to build something and it's cool to actually have it work and to be able to make that impact. And then, you know, that if you get more, you're going to be able to give more and help more. It's an even better thing. I know we're running on time. So for you, is there any last things, nuggets that you want to leave the audience? You know, first of all, I would say if you're 15 to 25, go to Lee. Okay. It will change your life. Um, it's an amazing program. Uh, you will meet lifelong friends there. If you're a parent and you have a kid that's 15 to 25 plus, send them to leave. Um, also, I started my own podcast and it's done exceptionally well. It's called Meet the Mentor. And, and what we do is I interview different people every week as kind of a precursor to leave. And yeah. we put it all in a podcast and the podcast has exploded. We're number one in Yemen, number two in Iceland, number three in Finland. And we rank in the top 50 um, in over a hundred countries worldwide. Yeah. So it's really been phenomenal. And again, I've had Mark Wahlberg and Anthony Hopkins and Kathy Bates and Eva Longoria and Usher and just amazing, amazing yeah. and business owners and whatnot. So, uh, so please do that. And if you want to reach me personally, uh, I am probably the only person with a million followers on Instagram who actually answers all of my own DMs. So just go to Dr. Bill Dorfman, D-R-B-I-L-L -L Dorfman. Uh, send me a message. I promise you, I, I answer all of them personally. Amazing. Amazing. And I'll drop all those links in the show notes. Dr. Bill, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for reaching the end of the podcast. For that, we'll give you a complimentary coaching session in the link below with Edwards Consulting. Hope to see you there and have a great day and keep clocking in. Thank you for reaching the end of the podcast. For that, we'll give you a complimentary coaching session in the link below with Edwards Consulting. Hope to see you there and have a great day and keep clocking in.